Reed Martin, it's fantastic to finally talk to you again. In all the years where we've done podcasts about our various brushes with greatness, we have never, for some reason, talked to you about perhaps the greatest brush with greatness of all is that you worked on a play at the Magic Theater in San Francisco that Elaine May, the great Elaine May, wrote. And she was in rehearsals along with her boyfriend, the great Hollywood director Stanley Donan. Yes, it was. <laughs> It was great to be a fly on the wall, and I was kind of surprised they let me be. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast number 638, Remembering Stanley Donan. The recent death of legendary Hollywood director Stanley Donan, the so-called king of the Hollywood musical, responsible for such classics as Singing in the Rain, On the Town, Funny Face, Royal Wedding, Charade, and Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, reminded me that our own Reed Martin got to spend time with Stanley back in 2006 when he was working with Elaine May at the Magic Theater in San Francisco. So Reed and I got together on Skype last week to talk about his, it turns out, multiple brushes with greatness it was uh, 2006 uh and it yes the play was called moving right along at the magic theater it was three one acts um uh, written and directed by elaine may and i was um in two of the one acts so yeah i was doing a show at ACT. I think I was understudying Travesties, directed by Carrie Perloff with Jeff Hoyle and various other people. And they were having trouble casting the show at The Magic. And so I can't remember who got a hold of me, whether it was my agent or whatever, and said, would you come and audition for this? And I said, sure. I, I mean, I have a conflict. Um, but yeah, of course. So I went in and they were very perceptive. Elaine was very perceptive. She thought I was hilarious. Um, well, she and, would know. Uh, she I would go, know. She, she would know. I mean, yeah, that's pretty flattering when you audition for a legendary comedian. They go, oh, you're great. Oh, you're hilarious. Yeah. Not yeah, we since want you Mike Nichols have I worked with a man as funny as you, she said. Exactly right. I think those were her exact words. I'm not certain. Um, and so we... The show was about to start rehearsing, and now I was understudying. I think the show was open at ACT, so um, ACT was very generous about, you know, opening up and making it available as long as I called in, and it was unlikely I was going to have to go on. And, you know, they're not that far apart in the city, so if something happened, I could dash over. And so I went into rehearsals um, uh, in two of the three one acts there at the magic theater with Elaine May. And then they kept his rehearsals were going on. They go, Oh, Stanley's going to be arriving soon. Stanley's going to be arriving. You know, Oh, where's Stanley? I go, I don't know who is, who cares? Who's Stanley? Um, <laughs> as ever your finger, right on the pulse of popular culture. My finger right on the pulse of popular culture 50 years ago. <laughs> um, and, um, <laughs> And uh, all of a sudden, I, I said to some, who's this Stan? St you know, it's Stanley Donan. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so um, he wasn't at all the rehearsals, but he was there with some frequency. He was out to, you know, see and be with her. And um, uh, and uh, so 
during breaks, the Magic Theater is there in Fort Mason in San Francisco. It's a little isolated. So people did tend to hang around during breaks. You know, they'd order in lunch or whatever. Um, and so it was just fascinating to sit around at lunch and listen to Elaine May and Stanley Donan. One of the actors in the play was Mark Rydell, who's a very well-known movie director. He directed The Cowboys with John Wayne and a young Robert Carradine. He directed The Rose with Bette Midler. Maybe his most famous is On Golden Pond with Jane and Henry Fonda and Catherine Hepburn. So just to sit around and listen to them tell stories was it was it was just just great. Wow, I that's of, three brushes of greatness in one go. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and um, my mother passed away. This was in two thousand and six, in the midst of rehearsals. And someone in the power structure at the Magic Theater thought it would be appropriate to ask me to come in the afternoon after my mother's funeral to rehearse. <laughs> and oh my God. thankfully, Elaine. Uh, said, uh, no, that isn't uh, necessary. Thank you. But it, it was an emotionally fraught time. Yeah. And um, Stanley just couldn't have been nicer. He didn't talk specifically. I don't even know that he knew my mother had passed away. But he was just, he was very kind. One day after, I don't know, it was must maybe it was a dress rehearsal or something. He just kind of, you know, pulled me aside. He said, you are doing amazing work in this show. You're just really great. And again, it's like the thing Elaine May wanted to get. Stanley Donan? Is telling me I'm doing great work without me sort of even bringing it up. It was just he was just very very uh, nice to me for a, a nobody, a legend being nice to a nobody unnecessarily, and, and that was great. It's an acknowledgement, I, I imagine, of how their gratitude to you because they're having trouble casting a role because I gather they're pretty small roles in these two one acts. But um, yeah, yeah, supporting roles. But then to get a guy like you with your background and training and stage experience in these relatively tiny roles, they're going, oh, my God, we, you are so overqualified for these little roles. Yeah. So it was just great. One day I pulled him aside and I, I said, I'm sure you've been asked about this a million times, but you directed Fred Astaire dancing on the ceiling in Royal Wedding. How did that come about? And he just very graciously gave me much more time than he needed to, just chatting and saying, "Well, you know, Fred and I." And I'm, he's calling him Fred. Right. Okay. Fred and I had worked together. The studio knew us. They trusted us. We came up with this idea. We pitched it. You know, the studio knew we were bankable. Fred was a workaholic, so they knew that you know they'd make it work. And I said, "So was it on?" Was it on motors? He said, no, 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 you had to have it turned by, you know, uh, by hand because it was it was too delicate a thing with Fred, you know, dancing up the walls and, you know, the timing and everything. It, it had to be turned by hand. Um, and I said, what did you do about the lights? And he said, well, the lights had to be mounted onto the, the set that turned. Otherwise, the shadows would move um, <laughs> as the cylinder around the room turned. So you didn't want the shadows to look like the room was turning. So the lights were stationary attached to the set. And when the set turned, the lights turned uh, with it. And he just, he just talked about it. It was, <laughs> it was just amazing. And I, I mean, it was a pretty star filled production besides Elaine and Stanley and Mark Rydell. The star of it was Marlo Thomas. Oh my gosh. I forgot. That's four brushes with greatness. 
Yeah, so Marlo Thomas of That Girl and Free to Be You and Me um, is in it as well. And her, I don't know, is the husband, boyfriend is Phil Donahue, the talk show host. Husband, yeah. So... So Phil Donahue was around, you know, as it as it comes to opening. Um, so yeah, it was. Just, I uh, I won't say I didn't fanboy. I don't do that, but I did uh, buy a copy of Singing in the Rain, and Royal Wedding, um, and Free to Be You and Me, and On Golden Pond, and separately, you know, sort of said, would, would you? Is it too much? to ask you to sign these, and they'll, of course, very graciously um, sign. So I have my signed copies of all those, which are, you know, pretty cool. Hey, I'm Reed Diamond, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company's podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. Our 2019 tour continues this week at the Lancaster Performing Arts Center in Lancaster, California, then continues on with performances in Idaho Falls, Idaho, St. John's University in Collegeville, Minnesota, Reston, Virginia, Houghton, Michigan, Appleton, Wisconsin, Lubbock, Texas, Amherst, Massachusetts, Flint, Michigan, River Forest and Effingham, Illinois, Meridian, Kansas, a week at the Virginia Arts Festival in Norfolk, Virginia, and we'll be giving two performances of William Shakespeare's long-lost first play abridged in Los Angeles at the Broad Stage in Santa Monica. Holy smokes, that's a month from now. I better look at those lines. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Reed Martin. This was in 2006 you worked on this play with Stanley, well, with, with Elaine May and her boyfriend hanging around, Stanley Donan and Mark Rydell and Marlo Thomas. So this was a year or so before we worked with Marlo's niece, Dion Kirshner, uh, on our the pilot we shot for TBS. It is, it, showbiz is such a small world. Yeah, well, you know, I'm directing a show at, at the moment over at Santa Rosa Junior College, and one of the things I, I always tell students is it's a tiny little world. Everybody knows everybody. Who would think... <laughs> that the show at the magic is going to connect me to the TV pilot we're shooting in Los Angeles. You know, it, 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 yeah, everybody knows everybody. Dion came to see the show and we found out later we didn't know her at the time, but I think she came up to see her aunt Marlo in that show. So would have seen me. Well, and, and I, and I think you and I have known this since we were in the drama department at Cal that showbiz is a small world and you know, you, you need to behave accordingly. And, um, but, but, but did you pick up did, in working with Elaine or Mark or Marlo or meeting Stanley, did you, did you pick up things that you go, oh, I mean, did they treat you in a way that made you go, oh, I should treat people better or I'm treating people the right way? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Stanley was super down to earth. Yeah. I'd say if anybody we, you know, we were dealing with, they were all great. But Stanley was just particularly, he's a guy, if you didn't know who he was, he doesn't care and he doesn't flaunt it he doesn't make a point of it he's just a guy and that's you know and that's I think that's kind of the way you and I are as well and, and so that was kind of a confirmation oh and it's not confirmed something my dad always said he said you know if you're really important you don't have to act important people yeah. will know 
So if somebody's acting important, maybe they aren't, or at least they think they aren't. So that was great. And, and, you know, Elaine, she knew that she'd done good work, but she was very matter of fact about it as well. You know, she, um, she, you know, I, nobody was asking her about Ishtar, but she, I think she brought it up once or twice, you know, so, you know, it's just like, well, everything's not great. It just, it, it can't be. And, um, and I thought that that was a good lesson as well. Well, and there and and there, I don't think there yet exists a, a great biography or documentary about Elaine May, and we're overdue for one of those. There have been several. There about, great, yeah, there's a great American Masters about um, Mike Nichols. About Mike Nichols, yeah, and uh, um, and I think they get sort of close to it in that new book about Second City that came out just a year or so ago, um, because of course Elaine and Mike mm-hmm. were part of the Compass Players. Um, that was the uh, the forerunner of Second City in Chicago. Um, you know, I was going to say, there was another, I, I hadn't mentioned this. I mean, I had, yeah, a medium-sized part in two of the three one X. There was another actor who was just only in one of them and not a very big part at all, a very nice guy. I don't know what happened to him. Um, he was a Bay Area actor. Um, what was his name? David Diggs. Oh, yeah, that, he, with the hair. Yeah, and the kind of the beard, real handsome looking and, guy. And the teeth, yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was super nice, too. That's five brushes with greatness. Oh, you're telling me. <laughs> and they're all gathering at all the meetings and the reunions that you don't get to go to, and they're saying, you know who we worked with? Reed Martin. Reed Martin. <laughs> what? That's one incredible brush with mediocrity. <laughs> The are you um uh, did you I can't remember were you are you a, were you able to get to New York to see Elaine in the Waverly Gallery because everybody's saying she might well win the Tony for it. She might win the Tony. Um, I had not I did not get to see it in New York while it was running. But speaking of New York, um, one of the three one acts from the Magic Theater, one of the ones I was in called George is Dead, uh, did end up playing. Uh, New York Broadway in 2011 as part of three one acts. And I did get to see that Marlo Thomas was still in it. And I think the whole rest of it had been recast. Um, but it was part of, it, they called it relatively speaking. It was three one acts. Um, so as well as George's dead by Elaine may, it was talking cure by Ethan Cohen and honeymoon motel by Woody Allen. Oh. So that was, that was the next iteration of, of George's dead. It ran, ran in New York in 2011, 2012. One of the days when they were sitting around, uh, Mark Rydell, <laughs> Elaine and Stanley, they, they were talking about celebrities. And Mark Rydell tell, told a story when he was directing The Cowboy. Mark Rydell was a young, pretty young director at that time. And John Wayne was already John Wayne. He was a big, longtime Hollywood star. So they're out in Montana or somewhere, and they have a big, like, you know, uh, roundup scene, like a cattle drive. And so they had thousands of, you know, crew and cast and cattle and horses and the big setup. And Mark Rydell says, okay, now wait for my go. Because this is a big, expensive shot. We don't want to pooch it. And so they're, they're just about all set up. And John Wayne goes, but they weren't set up. <laughs> After like how, I don't know, four hours of getting everything into place. Cut, 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 cut. And Mark Rydell gets down and then he gets in John Wayne's face and yells at him, you can't, you've ruined the shot. It's expensive and all And anyway, that night in his hotel, Mark Rydell gets a call from John Wayne's people that John Wayne would like to see him. And Mark Rydell goes, 
this is the end of my career. I've just, you know, yelled, ranted at John Wayne. Who am I? He's calling me in to fire me because he's probably the executive producer or something of his own film. So they go out to dinner and the chat is pleasant. And he said, John Wayne said, you know, you know what? You were right. You told me not to do it. I did it. I just wanted to say that I, there are no hard feelings. I was in the wrong. You were in the right. Um, and it won't happen. So John Wayne is acting like a, a new young actor, apologizing to the director and hoping that he doesn't get fired from the film. And, and then even to lighten things up further, he says, excuse me, I need to go to the restroom. He goes into the restroom and he comes in. And as he's walking back to the table, Mark Rydell notices that the the the, the John Wade's pants leg is wet. And Mark Rydell said, what's that? He goes, oh, John Wayne says this happens all the time. There's a guy next to me at the urinal. Um, and he sort of does a double take to me. And he turns around as, he, as he's going to the bathroom and says, you're John Wayne. <laughs> Got his leg wet. <laughs> Which I think is a bit that John Wayne maybe did more than once. But it was pretty funny. So when Stanley Donen died this week, did you have a, did you have a, I mean, was it not like just a normal celebrity? It was like, oh, right. There's that super nice guy. That was exactly what I was sad because it was somebody who I knew and who had been very kind to me. So it felt personal. Yeah. 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 Um, they take what it's a, it's a cliche, but you don't remember what people say. You remember how they make you feel. And he made me feel good and important. Yeah. That's that may be a cliche, but I've never heard that. I love that. Oh, OK. That's and it's definitely true, because when you said you want to talk about, this, well, you know, what stories did Stanley tell? And I mean, I can remember, you know, I can remember we had this conversation, but specific details, I don't remember. I mean, what the takeaway is Stanley Donan spoke with me for 15 or 20 minutes about working with Fred Astaire, you know. And yeah, was Gene Kelly, was he really sick when he was singing and dancing in the rain? You know, um, it's just unforgettable. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Reed's production of All the Great Books Abridged with 12 people opens this weekend at Santa Rosa Junior College. Go to theaterarts.santarosa.edu for more information. Then send us your brushes with greatness via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSC Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter, at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Thanks as always to Dancer on the Ceiling Matthew Croak, Web Services by Ginger Power Limited, and Music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout out this week goes to Larry Hart. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to another Hollywood legend named Reed, Reed Diamond from Homicide Life on the Streets and Joss Whedon's film of Much Ado About Nothing. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 638, 1914ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. I think you're about to go into tech for your production of All the Great Books Abridged at Santa Rosa I Junior College. It started last night. Oh, it started last Well, I hope that the big takeaway for you from all of this is that you must now swan into tech rehearsals going, do you realize you are having a brush with greatness right now? Oh, these are the lights. These are lights. I'm Reed Martin. I once worked with important people. 
This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.